Hello and welcome to the Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I'm your host, Chance Pitts, and I'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys and gals, welcome into another episode of the podcast. Really excited to have you here, really excited to have my guest, um, and I'll get to him here in just a second. But before we dive in, let's make sure we take care of the housekeeping. If you receive value from this episode or any other episode of the podcast, we would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals who might be able to receive that same kind of value. That's the number one way for us to grow and to reach a larger audience and, in effect, reach more people, which is our goal. Additionally, guys, you can interact with us on whatever platform you find yourself listening on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or uh, YouTube as well. Uh, you can What that looks like is like, comment, subscribe, uh, leave us a rating or review, anything like that. That's just going to help us pop up earlier in the search bar when people look for personal development and self-help type podcasts. Now, also, you can keep up with us, all the crazy stuff we got going on, like what we did this weekend on social media. That's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. But guys, now that we got all the housekeeping out of the way, I'd like to welcome in my guest. If you're watching, he's sitting here right next to me in the hotel room as we do this podcast, <laughs> uh, Mr. Lane Divin. Welcome, going, welcome back into the podcast. I know, man. It's a pleasure to be back. I sure appreciate it. For those of y'all that don't know, episode 56, <clears throat> we had Lane Divin in. Um, we did a little interview, I think leading up to the, or right around the time of the 100K? 100K time frame. Yeah. So right, right in there. there. Yeah. Um but it's been a little while, so it's cool to have him back in here. He just did something really, really cool. Um, do you want to tell them what we were in Dallas doing this weekend? Man, we had our uh, Dallas Spartan Ultra going on this weekend. And what so, what is a Spartan Ultra? So the Spartan Ultra, that is a obstacle course uh, 50K. Um, you know, So we had 60-plus obstacles. It's supposed to be 50K, 32 miles, but uh, we came short just a little bit. 29 i think they shorted us so but it's a good time yeah it's still a still a hell of a thing to try to do go out and run 29 plus miles and and do 61 obstacles it was unlike anything i've ever experienced um and you'll have to i know lane keeps clearing his throat i'm gonna be doing the same thing as well no i just wanted to allergies from the dust and the cedar and all that crap was intense we were out there for eight and a half hours yeah so we're both a little bit kind of uh congested to say the least um but man what uh so what does your prep look like for a spartan ultra marathon uh, you know, I think it looks, you know, different for everybody. Uh, for myself, uh, this was not only my first Spartan race, but it was also my first ultra. Um, I just kind of dove off into the deep end on it. So. Yeah, yeah, no floaties. <laughs> no, no, I just went ahead and went all in, man. Uh, but, you know, for me, there was a training program that I'd been trying to follow the best that I could. Uh, so three days a week, I was running. Um, initially is how it looks. So Mondays were my speed work days. I'd have uh, two mile repeats for a total of six miles for time. On Wednesdays, it was a moderate paced, you know, mid level uh, run, anywhere from eight to ten miles is what that plan had it had it laid out as. And then I had one long run throughout the week. Uh, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, those were my body weight strength days, uh, which are vitally important um even more so um than i really realized uh yeah <laughs> so um you know i, don't know, I think that's kind of one of the big things that that really surprised me for this race was that there's a huge difference between like gym strength 
and like lifting heavy and stuff like that versus like body weight functional strength like it's insane the, the difference that, that's there agreed it's it's kind of crazy whenever you, whenever you really dive into the the whole getting through the obstacles and, and what that looks like because you are physically very very strong um you're a very stout individual um and i think i think yeah with that training schedule it probably was a pretty good pretty good point in the right direction um and it seems like it had you pretty prepared for everything that you went up against. I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah, I mean, it did. And and I wish that I would have been able to kind of follow it a little bit better. Um, as you're aware, you know, I had some IT band issues throughout the entire training period. Oh, yeah. Um, so what I ended up having to do is break up my mileage instead of just on those three days where I was running six days a week instead. With Saturdays still being a, a long run, per se. And then just breaking up that mileage throughout the week to help out my IT bands. Because I I mean, dude, I'd make it like four miles and that sucker would just start, start yeah. hurting pretty bad. I'm super irritated. IT bands are a real common issue for anybody running uh, endurance and putting up a lot of miles during the week. So if you do decide to do that, that's something to look out for, of course. Um, but I'm glad it kind of, it, it seemed like you told me yesterday the IT band didn't really play a factor in this whole. Surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, knees. Probably felt the best out of everything else yesterday. <laughs> See, that's, that's really good. I'm, I'm glad you didn't have to deal with that on your first one. Um, and, man, you were preparing for basically a 30, you said 32-mile race. Uh, ended up being 29, but prepping for a race of the 50K ultra caliber, what was your longest run? So, uh, you know, again, you know, I was having some IT band issues. Uh, my longest run Prior to this, ended up only being 15 and a half miles. Um, had I been able to follow that training regimen, you know, to a T, I would have maxed out at like 23, 24, somewhere around there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, prior prior to this race, only 15 and a half. So okay, and you, for the most part, I mean, it seemed like you were pretty prepped up. You faced a lot of common issues that that people faced during their first ultra marathons, just not being used to the whole process. It's kind of like the old Mike Tyson saying that everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> and then, uh, right. the, the nutrition falls behind, the hydration Dude. falls behind, the salt, <laughs> all those things. And it just, it never happens the way it's supposed to. It happened to me in my first yeah. ultra. And you start fighting cramps and, and all the other demons that you, you get to face out in the race. But, man, leading up to it, kind of prior to it, all the way from registration the day before, because uh, we had to register the evening before, all the way up to the start of the race, how were you feeling? Like, what was going through your head? What was some some emotion you had going on? Uh, you know, I, I never really got nervous, per se. I think just because, you know, registration the day before, like, I, I was like, okay, like, cool, we're just getting registered. No big deal. The morning of, because we were running behind, like, we didn't have that, that lax time to, like, sit there and think. Because, you know, we got there late got our drop bags in and then we were lining up so there there really wasn't a whole lot of time to just be sitting there you know worrying about anything yeah so, uh but no i mean it was just kind of surreal in the moment and before i know we were out there running and i was like i did reflect back probably like mile three is like dang here we are actually doing the dang thing so <laughs> yeah, you prep for something for so long and then just find yourself actually out there doing it. it's kind of like you said really surreal it, yeah absolutely and i mean you know, back whenever I was training during those long runs, there's many times where I'd reflect. I'd be like, you know, there's going to be 
this moment where you're actually in your race and uh and you know it, like that's that's your test right and so whenever we were out there running together racing uh, yesterday afternoon like, there's a couple times I reflected back like this is like this is your time to like go forth and get everything you got so you said something during the race that really caught my attention um and it kind of just made me take a step back and it was whenever we were carrying these 60 70 80 pound sandbags out there um, and we had to go on a loop and run up hills and do all these things. And I was kind of, at one point I was just like, man, this is, this is tough. This is ridiculous running with a sandbag around this loop. Um, and you said we used to do this every single day. And what you meant by that was both of us had lost a significant amount of weight. We yep. used to carry the same weight that was in those sandbags around in body fat on a regular freaking basis. And for that realization, that, that was something that stuck with me throughout the whole damn race. It changed my perspective of everything, and that just, that kind of put everything into, into well, what can come our way that we can't beat, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely, because, I mean, you know, once we got those those sandbags dropped off of us, you're like, dang, like, I feel so much lighter. And that's when I said, I was like, man, like, what's crazy, though, is, you know, that's, that's how much we used to weigh. Yeah, (laughs) it was it was wild. There was a lot of great reflection and great moments like that out there. But that was that's one that stuck with me really, really tough. And you mentioned talking about the early miles of that race through that first loop. It was kind of because you do the loop twice. You run the the same pretty much the same loop two times, uh, hit the same obstacles. So through that first loop, what was any learning experiences or anything? Because that's that's when you're really getting the new feeling of it all. You're mm-hmm. hitting the obstacles for the first time. You don't know what to expect. So, what were you experiencing all the way up to the first half of that that race as you were going through and finding new obstacles, new course navigation that you didn't know about? Um, you know, for me, I think those first few miles were just kind of flying. Um, you know, and everybody's out there. You're in the heat of the moment. Everybody's just gunning for it. It's pitch black outside. You're just running by your headlamp, and uh, you're just kind of cruising. And then probably about, what, three miles in, um, you know, the sun starts to rise up a little bit. And you know, there you were, like, hey, you should probably start taking something. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, I'll be good, man. Yeah. And uh, and very quickly, I got behind on my nutrition. It's a big, big learning point for me. That so, was honestly just in my opinion that was probably one of the biggest learning points even more so than the obstacles and running through all of the the hard terrain we were in because rolling hills of, of yeah. granberry texas up here but I, man that was <laughs> it's tough it is you got to remember guys you're out here and you're well how many calories did you burn during this race uh, 5,800. I did like 4,300 according to my watch or something yep. like that. So that amount of calories you're out here burning, you've got to put all kinds of stuff back in your body from electrolytes to calories to carbs. Just, and there's great scientifically evolved formulas of, of different mixtures of supplements for you to be able to do just that. But the thing is, whenever you're out there running and your heart rate's high and everything's not going to plan, the last thing you want to be doing is trying to put things in your body that are going to upset your stomach. They're going to bother you. You're going to be sitting there burping and feeling like you're going to throw up. Well, and the other thing too is like, okay, yeah, let me, I'll take it down this, uh, this goo gel real quick. But then you're sitting there choking on the goo because you're not taking down your water like you're supposed to. Yep. And uh, everything's dry. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, 
I think that's probably one of the biggest things is like I truly learned like how important or how vital that that nutrition aspect is because whenever you're out there just road road running for your training you're just like it's not a big deal because you're, you're present in the moment you're just thinking about it you're not worrying about racing or the obstacle or tripping and falling or anything like that and uh yeah no, it was just completely different being out there and, and actually doing doing it so yeah no it, it was man i i really i thoroughly enjoyed it um i it was a it was a good change of pace for me because it was different from the ultra running in the sense that there was kind of an interval breakdown um there mm -hmm. was a break in the running i feel like ultra running you just go out there and you just beat your head against a rock over and over trying to make yourself go through the motions of running just for six hours straight or whatever it would have been um so the Obstacles were a nice break in there to get some actual different kind of motion, different kind of exercise for me. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, when did the cramps and some of that those issues kind of set in mainly? Was that really close to the halfway mark or was that earlier? I, I think that was just prior to that halfway mark. Because um, we were on that Z-wall and that's when my calves started cramping. I was literally up on that wall, mm -hmm. stuck on there. My calf was cramping pretty bad. I remember that. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was about halfway through. And then, um, you know, from then on, like, that just really, you know, set the tone for, for that nutrition aspect. I was like, okay, you know, I got to start making sure I'm taking my salt pills, actually drinking my electrolytes, going through drinking water, um, all that good stuff. So, yeah, probably that halfway mark was where we were at on that. And going into the halfway mark, so the way this is broke down is it's two loops, like I mentioned, repeated. Um, you get a transition bend where you pretty much have to be self-sufficient in this race. You have to pack everything in with you in your hydration vest or your pack or whatever it is. Um, and then you get a halfway point of the race, you get to go in and restock yourself, essentially, mm -hmm. with your own drop bend bag before you have to go out for the second loop. So at that halfway point, whenever you were right there by the finish line, um, not that you would have done this, but there's a lot of opportunity to quit in that moment because you're right there at the top. You don't have to go back out. Um, but if you're going to finish the race, you got to start that second loop. How were you feeling in that moment whenever you were right there at the start? You had all your drop bags. You were, dare I say, going through some pretty dark times um, with yeah. the cramps and some yeah. uh, some things you were battling within that so what run me through that what were you feeling at that transition point the halfway point i mean you know again it's just start off with going into these things like you, you can't have quitting as an option on your table right you got to completely remove that wholly from your mental game um just completely so you know going into it uh into that transition area is kind of a um, it's just kind of a, a, a moment for me to be able to reflect back on where we were and, and where I was nutritionally and everything. And, um, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't much time where, um, you know, man, I, it, it, it really wasn't, it's was just kind of a, a, a time for me to just take a second, take a breath and just, you know, it's just kind of like a mental, just like reset, yeah. just just a chance to to just continue pushing forward. I guess. So, I mean, around that point, was there ever the thought 
of, I mean, I knew you said take quitting off the table. Was there ever that thought of quitting? No. You were in the race? No. No, you were going to finish it? Yeah, regardless. I mean, whether I was going to be drug across or, <laughs> or, uh, or, you know, walking or running across, you know, like that, that's just never an option. Like that can never be an option. Um, especially if you want to go through something like that, you just can't have that. Um, just can't have that as a choice. So, yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's kind of what me and my dad run through as well. Whenever we get into these ultras and we talk about, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather die than be not finishing this race today. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather somebody take me out on a stretcher than, than give up yeah. moving forward on my own no. power. And absolutely. So I know exactly what you mean by that. Um, and man, I guess as you're moving through that and getting closer and closer to the end on that second loop, um, and you're fighting those cramps and you're at just kind of, I would say that not stealing from any questions I have for you later, but is, was that kind of the lowest point out there on that second loop or was there a different point that really struck you or? No, I mean, it, it's probably mostly just getting through those cramps because there's many times where it wasn't, you know, we'd make it like 150 yards and my quads would just start seizing up and cramping. If it wasn't my quads, then it was my calves. And I'll just, you know, reflect it back to, you know, that nutrition aspect of it. But, you know, it's the other thing too is like, it's just a temporary pain. Like it, your calf is going to be cramped up for the entire day or for, you know, for a week or anything like, like it's just going to last a couple of minutes. So it's just staying present in the moment, realizing that and just working through that process. So. Absolutely. And man, seeing you battle through that was, was crazy inspiring because I've been at that point with the cramps. Um, I've been there where I felt like I couldn't move, felt like I couldn't get any ground made up, and it was just going to be a slow, just kind of gruesome crawl to the end. Um, and that is not an easy thing to overcome. So seeing you mentally fortified enough to keep pushing through that was freaking cool. I appreciate it, man. Thank Absolutely, you. man. It It's really inspiring for me to get out here and, and be able to, do these things and experience these things with you and with others and, and just it's, it's a blessing in its own because it teaches Absolutely. me so much. Yes, sir. Um, and man, but I guess, I say, but on that point, like, I, cause I know that you also had a couple low points yourself uh, with your ankle and stuff like that. So yeah, about the halfway point, my ankle was really, really giving me fits. So I just popped some Tylenol. Um, but it's one of those things like we talked about, you, uh, you, uh, say don't, um, said take quitting off the table um, and another thing that Chad Wright same guy that said that uh, mm -hmm. says um, don't give your pain a voice so I just don't talk about it don't think about it take something to help kind of uh, alleviate the pain remove the focus from it and just focus on the positive one step at a time I know we said it a million times kind of that how do you eat an elephant like my dad Billy Pitts I know you're listening out there always <laughs> says uh, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. One bite at a time. How do you climb a mountain? One step at a time. It's yep. the same thing. Uh, so just pushing forward and grinding through that. Um, Absolutely. And I think that also kind of ties into like who you surround yourself with out there on the course. There are some <laughs> negative people out there, man. It's like, yes. boy. You ask and... them how they're doing or, or <laughs> one one little thing, you start a conversation and be like, you're doing a great job. And then it just, this sucks. That's <laughs> what you hear from them. It's just negative downward spiral and yeah you can't let yourself get drug into that crap no no, no. so man um, but yeah brother what what were some uh what were some takeaways for you um just overall 
Man, some takeaways for me. I really like the style of that race. Um, I like that it was something different than I'm used to. Um, I'd like to go out and and really train for one of these right. Because I mentioned in the previous video, uh, the pre-race podcast, that my training was not what it needed to be for something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we essentially had a really good race. We were able to get through it with minimal element, minimal uh, injury or anything like that. But I, I really like to see what it would look like going out there and competing um, with a with a full tank, with full preparation, with everything being best case scenario that I could do leading up to a race like that and, and yeah, seeing what sure. I could do. Um, for sure. It also, it made me feel really good coming off of, I ran the 100 miler two months ago and I really didn't do many runs in between now and then. Um, I was still able to come out here and do 29 miles um, pretty pretty handily. Uh, my ankle did give me some fits, but it felt good knowing that I still had that in the, in the tank, uh, both physically and mentally, to be able to drive and get through push that. through that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, you know, I think that kind of ties into, uh, you know, one of the biggest takeaways that I had, and it's something that you always hear, is that it, it's all a mental game. Right? Yeah. It's just... It's all a mental game. And again, you know, depending on what you surround yourself with, like that's a, that's a pretty common um, saying that you always hear. But like this, this was an opportunity that allowed me to like truly learn that, right? And just staying present in the moment and just working through all your difficulties and, and just pushing through, man, just staying positive. So that's probably one of my biggest things, just that mental game aspect and staying present. Absolutely. Man, that was, that's huge. That's that's something that ultra running has taught me. And it just, it kind of gets pounded back into your head whenever you go out and you do races like this and you get to experience things like this. It just, it, it just comes back to the surface. You get to experience it. And that's, that's why I love doing things like this. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talked about it yesterday, actually. I was like, now you, you probably understand a little bit more why I do these long races and these crazy things and all these crazy experiences just because it, it's a different level. Yeah, I mean, because whenever you actually go do do something like this, um, you're able to relate to it. So it puts that 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 perspective just in a new light for you. And and um, not that there wasn't a lack of respect before, because anybody that you talk to that runs, you know, crazy distances, you're like that's pretty wild. Um, but it's like a newfound respect because you know those troubles that you go through. You know the you know all the different little things that, that you have issues with. Um, you know, anything from like wet feet, it freaking sucks. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> um, to, you know, just maintaining your nutrition and everything else. And, and mo- most importantly, probably just staying committed to yourself and the goals that you set, man. Just, just sticking through it and seeing it through to the end. So. Yeah, no, man, absolutely. And it's, it's been really cool seeing you go through that process, even on the preparation side, leading up to a race like this. Um, it, it's just been really cool to be a part of that process and witness it all, man. And and I guess all this buildup and all this craziness leading up to this event. So whenever you finally came around to the end, whenever you finally made it through those last two tough obstacles, because they had two tough obstacles right at the end, and you were able to jump across the fire and cross the finish line, what was the feeling that you experienced right there? How how did you feel mentally, uh, just emotionally? What What was going on? Dude, I, <laughs> I I didn't know what to think. It was like like damn, like I actually did the dang thing. Like, you know, you for me, 
you know, something important, you know, through, you know, just not 75 hard and the live hard processes and, and doing something like this, it's like you have to set goals that intimidate you to continue progressing. And Absolutely. setting a goal like this where, you know, I'm, I'm more of a gym rat. I like lifting. Um, but doing something that that's just kind of out of your norm and something that scares you a little bit and just seeing it through to the end. Like, that's that was something that was pretty awesome. And so, you know, just crossing that finish line and just being like, damn, like, I actually did it. It was just pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Um, you know, and I'm still processing quite a bit of it. Um, but, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it's an experience like no other. I know there's a lot of people that get emotional when they cross that finish line just because it's like, holy crap. I know I have uh, mm -hmm. my first 50K and then also my – my hundred mile race, um, yeah. and then I've got some good friends that, that have experienced the same kind of things. It's just there's no way to describe to describe what kind of comes over you as a whole whenever you finish a race like this. Um, it's really hard to describe from the from the inside looking out, and it's hard to understand from the outside looking in. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, along with that, now that you're finished and you're done, you had some uh, good recovery meals. Um, to celebrate no, everything, right. old stick. <laughs> yeah, good, good calories and some carbs in there. Um, man, how do you feel today, physically and mentally? How do you feel today? Uh, mentally, I'm pretty solid. I, I slept. I didn't sleep the best last night. Um, sleeping was pretty rough, which is you know something that you told me is probably going to be pretty bad. Yeah, it's very typical. Um, so, uh, body wise, though, you know I am pretty sore. Um, I got some some. Uh, some injuries, I guess. My toes yes, are completely black. Yeah, black toes. Uh, <laughs> no toenail needed for this Halloween. Or toenail paint needed for this Halloween coming up. No, no those are completely gone. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I didn't quite know how I was going to feel. And I will say, I don't feel as bad as I thought I would. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, just, just stiff overall, really. That's about it. Absolutely. So, which is expected. For sure. Um, and yeah, for me, it's a lot of the same. I'm not near as sore as I thought it was going to be. Um, my upper body and everything, getting into the obstacles and some of those cool things like that, that we don't usually do in ultra Dude, running. Dude, yeah, you're freaking yeah. beast though, man. Getting through all those obstacles. Man, it was it was fun. It was fun. I yeah. appreciate that. And it it is, there's a lot of, of nuance for me and a lot of understanding that, that, hey, you're capable of doing a lot more than you thought. Because there was a few of them that going into sure. them, I was like, man, I don't I don't know how anybody does these. And then I got on there and I was like, well, it just it comes down to you deciding whether you're going to do it or not in some ways. Sometimes you get on there and you slip or you have an issue here or there or things just aren't, conditions aren't right. But I figured out in this one, for me, it was you're either deciding that you're going to do it or you're deciding that you're going to quit. And... And that was my biggest thing. There was a couple times on like the uh, the upside down rope climb. The uh, tireling traverse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had to hang upside down from the rope and shimmy down to yep. the other end and ring a bell. Um, it was probably like 50, 60 feet or something like that. It was pretty good length. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, doing that, that one was really, really tough because I um, had never done anything like that before. And it took a ton of upper body strength along with... Uh, working your legs down appropriately, figuring out a lot of technique and mm -hmm. you get tired hanging there. And it just, it came down to that, that I'm going to either grind it out or I'm going to just drop off of here and call it quits and, uh, figured out how to make it happen. You know what I mean? Was that, was that your least favorite obstacle or your, or, or did you place that one? 
Man, that probably ended up being, uh, by the time I got around for the second loop and did it the second time, it probably became one of my favorites uh, pretty easily, if not my favorite, just because learning the technique and by the time I got to it the second time, I was like, I'm not going to go through that process of hanging upside down for way too long again. <laughs> just hanging. Yeah, yeah, so I just started hooking my heels in over the rope um, and just, just bringing it on down. Yeah. yeah, opposite leg with, with the opposite arm and just vice versa, just moved down it real quick and, sure. and got it done. Um Man, that was that was pretty fun. What about you on your your obstacle? Was there a favorite for you? Maybe a least favorite? I think my favorite was probably the Atlas carries, just because I was kind of built for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problems there getting those things grinded out, right? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, so for me, Atlas carries is probably my favorite for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably my least was that was yours that the tireling traverse. Yeah. Um, I that that's just rough for me. Um, and then one that surprised me though was the rope climb. Um, I was able to yeah. knock that out in the dark first go around. Um, it's the first time ever doing a rope climb like that. And it just surprised me. So it was a good time. That was, that was pretty cool, man. And, it, and the rope was, yeah, it was pretty tough. It really was. Yeah. Um, yeah. especially coming back through that second time with your arms being tired already. Um, you just physically being tired, maybe behind on nutrition. I think we both were at that point. Yeah. Actually, um, it's like burpees were the worst, though. Burpees. <laughs> so, for those of y'all that Bur- don't know, burpees are the worst. If you miss an obstacle in a Spartan race, you've got to do 30 burpees, which yeah. is not fun in no. its own sense. So, no. um, yeah, the burpees were probably pretty rough, too. Um, man, least favorite, uh, least favorite for me, obstacle wise, was probably the sandbag carry, um, or the bucket carry, just because it was. To me, like it's gonna sound stupid, but it feels like whenever you've got all of the groceries on your arms and you're trying to make it all in one trip from the car to the house, and yeah. but now change it to like a quarter mile or like Dude, yeah. a third I, of a mile. I think with the buckets, it's just, it's just awkward. Right? Yeah, because yeah. the sandbag, like you're able to place around you where it's a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, uh, but no, those buckets were just a little awkward. So they were. I don't blame and, yeah. It, it got me a little bit, and uh, and man, it was a real good time, though. I, I had a great experience out there. I know you did as well. Absolutely. Um, unlike anything time. I've ever done. Yeah. No, same, man. And same. Man, I, we talked about, we did talk about your lowest point with the cramps and all the craziness going on with that um, and the desire to have to push forward within that, but what was your favorite part of the race? Um, was there like a, a point that you just loved about it or, or kind of surfaced above the others for you? I mean, not particularly. I, I think it's really just the, the race in general. Like it, it sucked in the moment, but it's also like the entire test itself was just like, this is, this is what you're out here doing. Like, this is why, this is why you're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so just, just going through the, the process just in general, um, I don't know. I think that's just the process of it. Absolutely. So, and man, being being somebody that decided to do a Spartan race, but not only decided to do a Spartan race, decided to do the most gruesome version of a Spartan race on your first time, and just diving into that process, there's probably someone out there listening that is trying to decide to do something, whether it looks like a 5K, whether it looks like just starting to go for walks, or whether it looks like going and doing a Spartan Ultra or a a marathon or something crazy, but they're probably just still on the edge, not quite sure they want to do it. Would you have anything you would say to them? Um, You know, kind of like what I reiterated 
in, in the last podcast I was on, you know, you just got to don't be afraid to, to start. Like, just go out there and just, just start. Like, that's probably the hardest part is just getting out the door and just getting after that process. Absolutely. Um, that's probably the most difficult part. And, you know, whatever commitment you decide to make, make sure you just see it through. Hold that to yourself. Hold yourself accountable. And, uh, you know, no compromise. So, Absolutely. just get after it. Absolutely. And man, we're both wearing our Spartan shirts today. We are, man. Our Look ultra finisher shirts. Uh, that's one cool thing we got out of the side, our backside of this race whenever we finished it. Um, another was actually uh, we got these Spartan ultra belt Those buckles as well. Yeah. Pretty neat little prize. Um, that's really going to be something I definitely put up on the trophy shelf and super excited about doing that. Um, sure, man. But man, I. Along with that, you know, there's one question I've got to ask you since you're here. I do. <laughs> what is what is next in line now that you've done this Spartan Ultra? It really irks me that we didn't hit the the true 50k mark. So yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe a true 50k is what's next. Okay. I'm um, looking at that. Um, I'm looking at a few other uh, things I've been checking out. You know, might be going. Um, down the down the heavy lifting route again. Might look at some some competitions with that. Um, you know, we'll just have to see where the Lord takes me. But absolutely, as of right now, not hitting the true fifty k kind of kind of hurts me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I told Lane during the race, I was like, hey man, if you want to, we can uh, we can go run a couple more miles after this, and we can we can get you a true fifty k. And he said, hell I said, no. Hell <laughs> so I'll just put that out there. The option was there, but no, it was it was a long eight and a half hour day, and uh, I I don't think I would have probably made it through the next two miles. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 100%. we would have hobbled through it it's all yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah just one step at a time right just Absolutely. like the elephant yeah. oh, man but that's all I've got for Absolutely, you today man. sir I appreciate you taking the time to to one include me in your ultra Spartan race up here in no, Granbury I mean I, I couldn't have made it through without you like you're you're such a huge help through that that means a lot to hear but I I don't believe that at all uh, you are you are a very driven person and i thought think you would have had it man well sure. we at least got through a lot quicker so. absolutely <laughs> absolutely no uh, man you did a heck of a job out there but no man i appreciate you having me back on again i like forward yeah. to next time thanks for thanks for being on here man and absolutely. yeah there will absolutely be a next time so yes brother. sir all right man it's a pleasure yes sir Guys, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. Another great one with Mr. Lane Divin. If you haven't done so, I highly encourage you to go back and check out episode 56, uh, where we talk about how he started his personal development journey, what made him do the things that he's doing now, uh, and just an overall view into someone who decided to make a change in their life. Along with that, guys, I'm super proud of him for taking on this event. It was phenomenal, and to see him push through and persevere through so much different obstacles besides the actual obstacles out there was just inspiring. So guys, I wanted to also put out there, if you find yourself wanting to try one of these hard events, if you find yourself wanting to do something that seems like this mountain that you don't know how to tackle, call me, reach out via DM, reach out via email, whatever it is, guys, the easiest place is at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Let me know what I can do to help. If that's being someone who goes and does an event like this with you or just helps you with your training or preparation or kind of wrapping your mind around the idea of doing something i would love to be help for you in that now guys again make sure you're sharing the show if you got some value out of it thank you for tuning in and always be prepared for whatever is next in line <laughs>